Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Known for helping clarify big picture visions and eliminating overwhelm, Bailey has been a lifelong entrepreneur, is a yoga instructor, published author, and director of the Thornhill family business, Conscious Lead. After university, Bailey trained a team that sold over $1.5 million of knives. Yes, sharp-ass knives. On and off, she's worked at many Lululemons with a focus on people and community development and spent most of her 20s backpacking the globe. For the last three years, she's been deep in the world of direct response copywriting, paid and organic digital content, SEO, and marketing automation. With Conscious Lead, Bailey and her parents utilize their century worth of experience to holistically support brick and mortar business owners, the financial fog, and find freedom from business burnout. Thank you so much, Bailey, for joining the Brand Party podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So I want to dive right in and ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? Well, I just love the concept of people being so connected to their message and the aesthetic that they are portraying with their with their business, with their brand. And um, I know firsthand in the creation of not only Conscious Lead, but also the many companies that like I've been behind the scenes with in the past that it can be a big bottleneck. Like if people don't have that clarity, they feel like they can't move forward, you know, with bringing their big ideas to life. And whilst I'm sure there's a lot of people that can say like, don't be silly, you know, move forward, put out the stuff that you're not super confident about. I do know and resonate deeply with how powerful you can feel as a business owner if you are like proud of your brand. So I think the work that you do is really important. Thanks. There's that unshakable confidence once you have that clarity and it's such a beautiful thing. So especially during these emotional times right now, what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges? It's funny. I was having this conversation with my mom, who's my like life coach also (laughs) once a week we have coaching session and I think it's like do less a little bit better like take a little bit off of your plate and focus you know that 80 20 rule like what is that 20 percent of focus that you can give that will have high impact and have that maybe isn't so strenuous or like maybe now is not the time to overhaul an entire system or like really like or maybe it is depending on where you are in your business. But if you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, I think focus on your effort on the 20% of things in your business that generate 80% of the results. And so the three pillars that make up conscious lead are mindset, finance, and marketing. What are your three top essentials that you think every entrepreneur needs in their toolkit from these three pillars? Well, I'll start with finance because I think that is like a hot topic right now. And it's very, um, it's a hot topic for a reason because 
the number one thing that I'm making clear with my clients, like our clients, that includes my dad as the profit coach of our house and of Conscious Lead. And it's a bit dramatic, but we're saying, no, your cash flow drop dead date. You know, what on which day will you be bankrupt? Because a very disturbing and real statistic is that most businesses have 29 days of cash reserve in their bank account, meaning if they didn't have any revenue streams coming in, that they would be in negative cash flow. Um, including like maxing out lines of credit and and all of those sort of supplementary income sources we we call um, within 29 days so in less than a month and that will spiral off into a whole a whole other world of trouble for a lot of people and so knowing that day will provide you first of all with the opportunity to take a breath and know what is the state of the state instead of spiraling off into all these stories. And we, you know, have free tools that if anyone listening wants um, to support them with that, then they can grab those. Um, the second thing I would say as relates to finance is really make sure that you know which areas of your business are the change makers. So there's two main things as we speak about cash flow. One of them is inflow and one of them is outflow. So when you look at and you're listing out all of your income revenue streams, be it clients or projects or whatever way that your business generates revenue, what are the you know handful or the top, what are your who are your MVPs, right? Because when you look at all of the ways that your company generates revenue, there's probably only a few that are the breadwinners, that are like the pillars that drive the business and that help you pay your bills. So if you know who those core people are or those core sources are, then you can make more informed and educated decisions about what, where do I put my focus? And if what you think is your focus doesn't include ensuring those people, let's say, are well taken care of and feel the love and therefore will not pull away their contribution to your business, then you can feel pretty confident that like, okay, I have that chunk of revenue secured and taken care of. Uh, on the flip side of that is the outflow, right? So like, where are you spending money? And are there certain things that you have to spend money on? You know, for example, most of our clients are brick and mortar businesses. So rent are, you know, we've, we've definitely heard of a lot of negotiations and there's, there's, um, there's opportunity to be in in conversation with the people that you pay your rent to to maybe renegotiate what that looks like but you know for example hot yoga studios all of our clients have like flipped off their heat because that's an unnecessary expense they don't need to be paying that when no one's in the studio right and so if you know what you're able to cut or probably not the ideal time to take on an entire renovation because it's just a huge chunk of money going out so if you know what's has to stay in or like you really want to keep your focus on to keep in the business then you're good you know that your actions will align with supporting those people and same thing if you know what has to go out as well as that which doesn't and you can remove the doesn't then you can also feel good about certain decisions it's to happen in a climate like this is like you sort of need to make quick and dirty decisions in order to protect yourself in the business and the third thing i would say with finance and this one's just quick is just like know what government resources are available because there's lots so example, like uh, one recently that we just um, got notice of from our accountant was the federal wage subsidy. So employer, the government is now actually for many employees of providing 75% of the revenue uh, that they would have earned if lost due to COVID 
which means that employers only need to top up a 25%, right? And so that takes a huge weight off your shoulders if you're an employee, employer, and employee, I guess. So this is like my fave. <laughs> I'm such a marketing nerd. Um, I love my whole, the thing I'm so nerdy and passionate about is like lifetime loyalty. Um, but what the conversation I've been having a lot with my clients and just like in the groups that I'm a part of, the masterminds, obviously the word pivot is a huge buzzword right now. And what I keep coming back to is what problem does your offer solve? You know, obviously the more urgent, the better. And there's a V like a venture capitalist term uh, or this concept where it's like, are you selling candy? Are you selling vitamins or are you selling painkillers? Right. And so when we think about candy, that's the kind of stuff that's like when money's flowing, people feel abundant and they want to buy like Louis Vuitton handbags and stuff like that. Like that's your candy. It's cool. It's fun. People want it. But when money becomes a bit tight, it's not really become top priority and top urgency. Then you get like your supplements, your vitamins. They're important and they aid to the big picture. They're providing a solution for a long-term problem. But if you don't take them for a few days or a few weeks, like you don't really notice much of a change and therefore they become less important. But like if you have a raging headache and it's debilitating you and you can't get off the bed and you can't turn on the light, you will do anything to stop that headache. You will buy what you need to buy and that is a painkiller and so when you look at your offer sometimes we get really wrapped up and excited about the the candy that we sell right because it's fun it's fun to create it's fun to deliver is that gonna sell right now and so when we look about what the market needs i want every single business owner to come back to what pain are you solving and how then can you maybe pivot your delivery in such a way that addresses the heart of the problem that they're having and speaks to the essence of their desire, right? Like, so what is it that they truly need as opposed to want in this time? In order to do that, there's a few things that people really have to do. And one of them is really reframe belief systems and help shape the reality. And you can do that with all sorts of amazing branding opportunities. You can do that with incredible storytelling and collaboration and partnerships. And just, I think people limit themselves when they think about how to do that, what's possible. I've been having so many incredible conversations. I opened up an entire day in my calendar because what normally I kept is very sacred. You know, Wednesday is the day that I put my brain in that and I help people solve their problems. I realize now that the pain people have is like, I don't know what to do and I need to talk to someone. So therefore I've shifted my entire schedule to open up more time so that I can be in these conversations and help people. Second one for marketing would definitely be like lead generation. I'm sure you're familiar with lots of business owners are the seasons of business, right? So we have lead gen season, you have like nurture and, and grow season where you're like really taking care of the people who are there. And then you have like conversion season. So when are you launching and selling and stuff like that? And generally it's like, for a lot of businesses, it's broken down into a quarter. So like this quarter, I'm really gonna focus on that and that next quarter I'm going to do that. Right now though, we're sort of in this like mashup, right? We are both in lead gen and nurture. So what can you do to connect with your people to introduce your solution, right? Because you're, everyone has new pains right now. They have new problems that maybe they didn't see or didn't expect, but 
there's a lot of problems <laughs> to be solved right now. <laughs> and sometimes if you don't know, the thing you could do is just to be in conversation with people. And so I think collaboration season, lead gen season, that's where we're at. What can you do to connect? And, you know, I love obviously the opportunity that you and I have had the chance to speak here. And that's, that just speaks to that, you know, because in these conversations, and one thing that I love that I keep hearing is like, the solution forward could be very out of the box. It might call in a new sense of awareness or a new way of sharing your message or a new way of sharing your brand and your purpose and your passion because of the new environment. When I'm in these conversations with my clients and just my friends in general, I always come back to that Seth Godin quote, um, people like us do things like this. I love that quote because this is your opportunity to audit maybe the results that you were generating with your old systems and your old messaging and your old branding. And if the people that are coming into you with that aren't aligned with like where you want to go forward, this is that time to, to, to reframe all of that and call in your tribe and those people that you really want to move forward with. I think the last thing in this one is just looking at your systems, you know, my love, my geekiness, my nerdiness is built around lifetime loyalty systems. And there's lots within there that you could dig into. But what does it mean for your business? You know, how are you going to show up in such a way that the people that are there with you are so loyal to you because they feel supported and loved by you? And if you hone in in a time like this that we're in, what makes people feel that? Then you're going to, you're on to some golden nuggets there because think about like if that's effective in times where it's turbulent or challenging, how effective that would be when it's like easy going, right? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that care is the best marketing strategy that you can have also. And it's so undeniable how you make people feel. And it's not necessarily what they say to you or what that messaging is to a certain extent. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's very underrated what people, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to do this. It's going to generate this result. So then I'm going to move on to the next thing. I'm guilty of this a lot is like, okay, I've done that check on to the next, but have you like pulse checked what the results there or the impact or the resonance of that effort was? Generally, if you come to it with a lot of intention and love and support, like it's a really reassuring pulse check. Mm -hmm. When it comes to mindset, and this is like my mom's, I was chatting with her about this last night. <laughs> I don't preach on being an expert at this. I am as much a student as the rest of us, but the thing that I know to be so true for myself, my clients, my friends, is having an objective third-party person to speak to about what it means to be a human being and not be a business owner, not be the business. I'm so guilty of that. I don't know about you. It's like sometimes I forget that I'm an agent of change <laughs> yes. in this vehicle. I am not the vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. Um and that's just been such a saving grace for me is having a coach. I have two coaches. I have one that helps me with my business and make strategic analytical. I have three coaches, actually, one who does that in terms of like my marketing strategy, my lifetime loyalty strategy, my offer, my product, my service. I have my mindset coach who like helps me uh, suss out what I'm feeling in my body and what the impact of that is on the rest of my life. And then I have someone who's really helping me with my finances, my profit, and making sure I'm making wise, educated decisions around that. So just knowing that I am not expected to do all that by myself is a blessing. Routines are really powerful for mindset stuff, just creating routine that supports balance and stability in your life, just being able to step back and look at your life objectively to look through the obstacles that you 
feel are insurmountable because the truth is like you can't really make generally the decisions you make out of emotionally driven situations or made out of emotionality are not powerfully made decisions. You're not standing in a place of empowerment and confidence. You're, you're sort of reactionary as opposed to responding to your environment. And so I think just having routines that allow you to be in a flow state, which then allow you to like sort of lift above the chaos beneath you is um, really something that's helped me a lot. And the last thing for mindset, I think would probably just be grace and forgiveness. Like let your mistakes go. We all make mistakes. There are always going to be unfavorable outcomes based on the decisions that you made. And that's okay. You are not expected to know everything in this world and be excellent at everything. (laughs) And in order to move forward, you have to let go of what happened in the past. Learn from them, yes, but like don't harbor that shit. You got to let it go. Yeah, that's definitely an exercise that I've implemented every morning even as well. Like I do three things to check in and kind of audit before I even start anything in my day. And so this is an exercise from one of my favorite authors called Neil Pasricha. And Mm. so basically I go through what uh, I will let go of blank. I am grateful for blank and then I will focus on blank. So choosing one specific thing per category and giving yourself that permission to be able to let go of certain things, be grateful and to also focus on and everything else is really bonus at that point. But it's such a great way to start your day. Do you ever find that like the things that you were stressing about or that were holding up a lot of space in your mind and body prior to that exercise become almost laughable post-exercise? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's that quote too about what is it? If it if you're not going to worry about it five years from now, why are you spending five seconds or five minutes on it? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. You know, on that note, like I, when I was living in Bali, I had this uh, really intense Russian roommate, Nadia. She was amazing, but she was very spiritual and like did a lot of deep work. And I remember I was stressing about something one day and she didn't say a whole lot. She was sort of a bit of a stoic and like very ethereal. And uh, she walked up and put her hand on my shoulder and she said, Bailey, worry is a prayer for the shit you don't want in your life. (laughs) I just looked at her and I was like, oh God, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Powerful stuff out there. And (laughs) as a business owner and human, change is absolutely inevitable. And adaptability is one of the best qualities that you could have in this journey of life. So during this uncertain time of the coronavirus, what do you recommend business owners to do in order to maintain life-work balance, profits, and that customer loyalty that you talk so much about? Well, it sort of comes back to that, knowing your numbers. Hard to make confident, empowered decisions if you don't know what you don't know. So knowing your financial drop-dead date, what day will you run out of money? Will you be literally bankrupt is an important starting point and so that means like knowing what your cash flow inflow looks like what's outstanding first of all if you have outstanding like now is the time to collect people (laughs) like (laughs) collect on those receivables and once you have those underway or like agreed to and there's lots of creative ways that you can do that i mean there's all sorts of third-party sources that can support you. We talk a lot about this in our Facebook group that we have. And then what does your cash outflow look like again? So what can you alter in order to assure you're not spending what doesn't need to be spent right now? 
And once you know those numbers and like how they impact each other, then just really take your time to make the best decisions that you can. And like I said, you don't know all, nobody knows, you know, how long this is going to last right now or what the outcome on the other side of this looks like. So I would just really recommend that people be willing to speak to an objective third party person that can help you. And one thing that to make those decisions and what I've been trying to impart upon anyone I speak to, it's so important to move through your fears and your anxieties and your frustrations and to voice, you know, especially literally physically move your body to get that stuff out because we do trap a lot of intense emotions in different physical sections of our body. And that's important to do. And verbalizing that is really important to do. But knowing when, where, and whom to speak your truth to is important because your market, your audience, even your team, to a certain degree, is, are not those people. People need you. If you've chosen this life as entrepreneur business ownership, they are looking to you to see how you're showing up in times like this. And it is in your best interest to be a strong, powerful, positive, optimistic leader, a light in these dark times. For some people, they are really dark. For others, you know, there are, there are oodles of opportunity for lots of people. And so knowing where to sort of emotionally vomit, knowing that it is important to vomit all of your emotions somewhere is important. And even more so, I would say, is knowing where to. And so having that objective third-party person or people that you can lean on to support you is important because, you know, I know for some of our clients, like, they're like, oh yeah, I have my husband. And then after a couple of weeks of this, they're like, mm, I've probably not so good to bring all of that home, right? Because then that takes away from the marriage or like, you know, your kids, your kids need to see you be strong and positive leaders. Take care of your physical body, move, get that trapped energy out, take care of your eating habits. Please, please know your numbers. <laughs> being able to get to that state of being able to just be in that leadership is so important and forward action relieves so much of that stress. Yeah. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. But in times like this, we never, ever could have predicted this and don't know when it'll come to an end, unfortunately. But how can we control and plan for success without the stress? Yeah, that is the question, isn't it? It's hard to do. It's so hard to say, don't worry, you know, it'll be okay. And it's hard to embody that and to implement those practices in my experience and with our clients, the best way that we are able to sort of bring that into real life is to have a 30-day action plan. So know the goals that you're looking to achieve in the next 30 days, the strategies that will help you achieve those goals, and then be specific, have clear direction, focus moving forward, and then keep your pulse on what 90 days looks like, right? So if we plan for 90 days in theory, we execute on 30, because unless something super massive shifted in 30 days, like whatever you set up in motion for 30 days, will likely make sense, you know, no matter how many tweaks there are in the environment. And then just be prepared, you know, for that 60, that 90 day, there are going to be potential future pivots. But if you keep a clear focus on the tasks, the strategy and the goals of a 30 day projection, and then a pulse on 90 days, you should be able to relieve any of the uncertainty. You just got to know what your vulnerabilities are 
And then that what you have control over because there's only a few things that you can really control in your business, especially in times like this. And if you know that you've done what you can and then the rest is just, you know, we'll see, then then you can just go to bed at night calm with that sense of uh, understanding. And finances, like we've said a hundred times already, dictate a lot of those decisions. So knowing your numbers, allowing you to make informed, educated, more confident decisions with your team, your supply chain, your customers, your clients, and just understanding that pivots are going to be inevitable. I used to, I've done a lot of like um, personal development coaching over the years. And one of the theories in one of the programs I was in was this concept that what happened, happened, what didn't happen, didn't happen. And everything else we make up is a story or is a story that we make up. So if you let that framework really sink in, which is easier said than done, but if you really understand what I'm saying there, what happened, happened, what didn't happen, didn't happen and everything else is a story, you release yourself of so much stress and you just keep stepping into possibility whilst dealing with the reality. It's such a beautiful thing to just be in the state of being, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's a gift right now. We've been given this gift of like, you don't get to plan too far ahead. You just get to be right now. Mm Hmm. So take a moment, pause, pause this episode at this moment in a minute. Um, yeah, everyone just take one big inhale collectively here. Feels good. <laughs> but you touched on something too, with more time at home, what can we use this time doing to work on versus in our business to automate, to free up time in our life and business beyond this period of time? I mean, there's so many ways and it really depends on your industry and your offer and all, you know, there's a lot of variables to answer that question powerfully, but I'm going to come back to just, you know, know who matters. And I don't mean that like to sound like a jerk, but financially who, what influences matter the most in your business. So who are your MVPs and make sure that they feel the love and support from you. They're not going to go anywhere likely. There's nowhere for them to go. Your competitors are likely also closed up right now. Unless, of course, you as the business owner show up in such a way that leaves a sort of a distaste in their mouth. So just make sure that you're communicative and that you're showing up for them. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Just like really ask them what they need and find a way to tackle the obstacles that are present in order to deliver them. And that's going to be easier said than done for a lot of people. But we've seen it all over the world right now with yoga studios flipping on a dime. Like I was chatting with one girl from like our our Make Lemonade co-working circle and she works at a yoga studio up in Sudbury and they pivoted online in two days and went from classes that were maxed out at 33 people because that was what their physical space could hold to now having on average 40 to 65 people showing up for their yoga classes at home and they've like gated it. So you do have to pay to get this unlimited access to their new schedule, their online schedule. But now they have people tuning in from North Bay, from BC, from Montreal, from Toronto. They've opened up bigger markets now because of this pivot. And if you haven't dove into the world of automation, I mean, automation takes time to like sit down and like plan and suss out and get over some little tech obstacles and like learning curve. I mean, you got some time. (laughs) And I promise you that automating your systems, like especially let's say, for example, a lead generation funnel. Oh my gosh, that frees up so much time. So if you can allocate your, you know, abundance of time now, 
and set yourself up with a system when, you know, the COVID craziness lift, you are preparing yourself for an even more powerful future. That is a really smart thing that people could do with their time. And one thing that I've been loving so much with my clients, like my favorite thing to do, and I literally am on a high after all of our calls, especially for these brick and mortar businesses, right? Because it is a challenging time. How can you use this time to plan and celebrate your people and create something really epic for the future? And if you can do that, really plan out something super fun it will keep you you know lighthearted and in the spirit of uh, abundance and growth and community and you'll have a really powerful relaunch tool when this is all done i'm sure you've seen this and if you haven't um well i know you likely have but like if anyone hasn't seen this this was such a hell yes moment when i saw it the other day was that um, post about the startups that have been founded in the last recession Did you see that? It was like Uber, Airbnb, Slack, Pinterest, WhatsApp, Square, and Venmo. It blew my mind. (laughs) All came from the 08 to 2010 recession, Grand Great Recession, I think we called it. So good things are coming. Yeah, man. Like there are people at home who might be flat ass broke right now or stressing about money. And like dudes in 18 to 24 months, you're going to be millionaires. (laughs) so the truth is we have no idea you know what the future holds and just find stuff to celebrate I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw Ariana Huffington I think yesterday a couple days ago she posted the it was like a hashtag clap because we care and it was like all of New York like all of Manhattan was having like a standing ovation on their balcony for people Uh, I think it was for like national health care or worth their day or something Mm -hmm. But then you see, there's there's tons of silver linings, like people doing Zumba and, and classes on rooftops and like the world yeah. is coming together in a really beautiful way. I mean, it, it is scary. All of this stuff is scary and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of... Well, I have some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. What are you currently celebrating? Um, I am celebrating the this new Facebook group that, so we took a pivot. We normally have like a pretty high ticket, really drawn out offer. Like we generally work with our clients for like four to 18 months at a time. We realized that like our people need our help now and they don't need, you know, eight months of coaching. They need decisions. So we pivoted and we just started this Facebook group and we're injecting it with everything that we know, mindset, marketing, finance, mindfulness, business, and it's growing and we love it and i just i wake up every morning excited to go in that group and be of service so i'm celebrating that right now amazing well congratulations everybody should check it out they will be available in the show notes if people want to join but what's the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode if you're if you're a digital business i think loving up on your people and just if you're online and your life hasn't changed too much like how can you make this change your life you know what how can you make this better because this could be better anything could be better right like we all i don't mean that you know to to not be appreciative of what we are but that's what change is it's just the evolution of to what's next so i challenged digital business owners to step up their game you know here and be epic yeah if you're a brick and mortar business i would take this time to plan an epic relaunch event just you know use the time of isolation to what i call and what you know my coaches call pre-launch hype 
where you're just like really enrolling your people and helping them create this experience and sharing your passions and sharing what it is that you love about your community, driving that energy and that focus towards the time when you guys will be able to get back together. And it doesn't need to cost you a lot of dollars, but like, how can you make that such a special event? If you do that and you execute on that, you will have lifelong loyal members of whatever it is that your store, your studio, your gym, whatever. Well, thank you so much, Bailey, for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party Podcast. Thanks. It was super fun. Amazing. And where can people find out more about you? So you can head up to consciouslead.com. That is an ever evolving project that I am definitely going to get your hands on sooner rather than later. Uh, and also on Instagram, my, my parents and I are on there. I'm at Bailey Thornhill. If you want to geek out and follow my parents, I link out to all of them there. So just, yeah, head up consciouslead.com or at Bailey Thornhill. Amazing. Okay. And then where can they find your Facebook group? Oh, it's uh, if you just look up Crisis Aversion on Facebook, uh, we're a group that will come up. I know it's a bit of an intense name and it was sort of an intention behind it because I want people to understand that it's okay to call this a crisis. It is. Financial bankruptcy is not like something to joke about. It's something that has a serious impact on lives and it's avoidable is the point. If you take swift action, if you're feeling like a little bit anxiety like this is a crisis that's gonna crush you i really want you to know that you're not alone that so many business owners feel that heaviness right now and that it's not a reality you have to live in if you have a clear game plan and a support group that gets you you will be fine there there are some businesses sadly that are going to get hurt and hit from this recession and what I know to be true is that as a human being, as a race, as, a, as a agents of change, we're capable of pretty much surviving and thriving in just about anything so long as we feel connected and supported and on purpose. So if you don't feel any of those things, then definitely head up our crisis aversion group because we got all sorts of goods for you. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time to support this community and the listeners today as well. So thanks so much again, really. Thanks, Christina. Enjoy the brand party? Leave a rating and review to share the fun we've had. Until next time.